it's time to get cozy and watch a Christmas movie. Cuddle up with a cutie and watch a Christmas movie. It's a podcast in a queer tree. Hello and welcome to Podcast in a Queer Tree, the podcast where we watch Netflix and Hallmark Christmas movies, talk about how they could be gayer, and how gay they really were. My name's Nicole, I'm a librarian, and I love trash movies. And my name is Scott Marshall, I'm uh, not a librarian, I'm a writer and artist, and I also love all kinds of trash movies, including (laughs) these. Um, if, if we seem really formal this time, it's because we're we're making a concerted effort to have like an organized introduction. So you, dear listener, know where you are and what we're doing. Welcome to the structured portion of this podcast. Yeah, it's all anarchy from here on. <laughs> um, I'm going to give a synopsis of the movie that we're talking about today. Please do. It's called Northern Lights of Christmas. It is a Hallmark movie. When pilot Zoe Hathaway inherits her uncle's ranch in Alaska, plans to sell the place and buy her own plane, go out the window after she meets the handsome ranch hand, Alec Wynn, along with the place's resident reindeer, Holly and Palmer. So, right off the bat. Sure. Like, the the crux of this movie is that Zoe inherits a reindeer farm mm-hmm. in Alaska. In Alaska. And I just feel like the reindeer are mentioned too late in that plot synopsis. <laughs> you could have left the reindeer out of it entirely. <laughs> yeah, for all that they they like do it justice. Yeah, it's like here, I'm I'm a pilot. I've inherited a ranch in Alaska. That seems like a pretty big deal. And it's right before Christmas. Yes, of course. Um, that's probably enough. But <laughs> no. No, we'll, we'll throw some reindeer in there too. I remember, okay, so let's just dive right in. Yeah, so this movie it. stars Ashley Williams, America's Sweetheart, <laughs> who I have literally been watching on television since I was a teenager, and she would have been too. Really? Yeah. Um, so I didn't do a bingo card for Northern Lights of Christmas okay. because I was too stoned and I forgot. But mm-hmm. you did. I did, but I didn't get a bingo. Oh, interesting. I didn't, I didn't get a line, but you can see, we, we can oh. we can talk about some of the stuff I, I crossed off. Yeah, you got quite a few. Okay, tell me what you have. Yeah, so there's attractive white female, of course. Of course. Uh, a seasonal small town name. I kind of gave myself that because the name of the town is Aurora. Oh, yeah. Obviously named after the Aurora Borealis. That deeply like, counts. Well be. And then I checked off Chef. Oh, and that's because of Otto. Auto. Her friend at the diner or whatever it is, the kind of crusty old chef guy. Oh, yes. Otto, played by Canadian actor Art Hindle, <laughs> who's in Black Christmas. Oh. Which we discussed. Excellent. Time. Yeah. He's in tons of stuff. Um, <laughs> what other trivia did I have about this? Uh, I, I think it was filmed in North Bay again. It was. Yeah. So same as... Same as our last movie. <laughs> wow, North Bay, Ontario must be such a place to live. Yeah. During the Hallmark and Netflix holiday movie movie screening yeah. filming times. Just sitting there in traffic, <clears throat> pounding on your horn because they're, <laughs> they're filming some scene with reindeer up on Main Street. <laughs> so many reindeer. Um, okay, but you didn't get a line. I didn't get a line, no, sadly. Okay. 
Um, so the first note that I made, <clears throat> I'm just going to read this verbatim sure. because uh, I think it's quite funny. Okay. Do pilots always walk around with extra wings in their pockets to give to children? Is that real? Also, do we know people who is who have actually had this experience or is it a childhood lie like seeing a frog on a lily pad? So I think that's a lie. Okay. But she did give wings to a child and encourage this young girl to become a pilot, which I thought was Yes. She she sweet. encouraged that very enthusiastic child actor. Yeah. To, be, to become a pilot. And by the way, no shade on the child actors in this podcast. We love you all, and we hope you go on to have. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I know, we, I know. We, we, You're we... so wholesome. Oh. I really, like, do you have to train to be able to smile the way that Ashley Williams smiles? Like, this, like, movie star. It's not just, like, a movie star smile. It's, like, this, like, wholesome hallmark smile it feels mm. very specific yeah it's 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 her money maker for sure um wow we, we've mentioned in the past how or we've mentioned to each other in the past you like you're, you're a fan of her sister i believe kimberly williams paisley yes who is married to country hunk brad paisley <laughs> hunk of what i couldn't say but um so kimberly it's funny looking at both of their careers because Kimberly Williams Paisley, also a very beautiful young woman, mm. um, but she has always been steered more into dramatic roles mm. and kind of leading lady roles, whereas Ashley, I think just because of her natural uh, demeanor, tends to get steered into comedy roles. And then if she needs to kind of take a little dramatic turn, as she does periodically in these movies, then she can. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, between the two of them, they've kind of taken slightly different paths. Mm. Um, and they haven't really done a whole lot of work together, um, but I think they have appeared once or twice in the same oh, interesting. show or movie. Yeah, I have to say that something I really admire about admire might not be the right word but something that i made note of in this movie in particular is how like the writers are so skilled at like seamlessly laying out the major plot points in a casual conversation between two characters mm. like it's every conversation that occurs in the first like I don't know, 15, 10 or 15 minutes of this film is basically different characters explaining the motivation and the plot of the movie. Yeah. Like she has a, Zoe has a conversation with Phil. My note is just Phil bought a bigger plane. So she's like walking through the airport after she gives this child these wings and she bumps into Phil, who is also a pilot and Phil just bought a bigger plane and he got it at an auction or something. And it, like, seamlessly establishes how her dream is to own her own plane. Right. And I just feel like that formula of, like, of, like, explaining to another character in character the plot of the film yeah. is... It's, it's, like, something that you have to do, but I just feel like it's done... 
transparently. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Precisely. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Um, And I I think we've discussed before how, I forget how many points it is, but the, the Hallmark movie outline has like 22 or 20 beats that you always hit. Um, so yeah, they're, for all we know, they've got like a Mad Libs, <laughs> a, big, a big whiteboard that they just fill in character names and place names and they're like, all right, well, we got 30% of it. Now we, let's see how much the Scriptotron 2000 can, can fill in. It does feel a little bit like that. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's where, that's where the the magnetism of somebody like Ashley Williams comes in because it elevates yeah. what is really just a formula plot. Um, I wrote a note here. I don't really feel this way now, but I think uh, Stone Nicole really felt this way. Mm. I'm so obsessed with this movie that I keep forgetting what's happening in it. <laughs> it's easy to get sucked in. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's what they're made for, I guess. Yeah, and that's, that's going to be the tricky part of this podcast because uh, I have the same experience where i'll be watching along a little a little maybe more than a little high and i'll be and i'll look down at my clipboard i'm like oh shit (laughs) what's been happening i I haven't actually written anything for 10 minutes (laughs) and And a lot happens in 10 minutes a lot can happen in these films and i've got to go back yeah it's a tight 90 it's like 10 percent of the movie they don't well as you as as you observed very little goes to waste yeah (laughs) somebody is giving exposition about something at all times rich with information um i love that there is i mean this this comes with the territory of these movies taking places in small towns but there is always a small town diner with colorful townsfolk yes i love that yeah i have a question about this diner scene sure so like the color of one of the like town the like colorful fo- town folk mm. like scene that we get is this like disagreement happening between Otto, Otto's wife, whose name I can't remember, and this other person who comes in who's like trying to get them to buy brownies. Mm. They're like, you should expand your dessert offerings, Otto. And Otto's like, we have chocolate pudding. We have this other thing. That's good enough. And everyone's <laughs> just slamming chocolate pudding. Right. And then, oh and yeah, that's right. Everyone's like chocolate pudding. Okay, Otto, you kook. And then at the end of the scene, Ashley Williams is has like come in, said her hellos, whatever. And the very end of the scene, Otto's like, "I'll get you some chocolate pudding," and she's like, mm, "No thanks." And yeah. I'm like, "What is this? Like an inside joke? I don't get. Is this like an Alaska thing? Why does everyone hate chocolate pudding in this town?" It's a it's a weird bit that it's... somebody has come up with. <laughs> About how Otto's chocolate pudding is so terrible, but, but everyone just goes along with it for some reason. And he seems to know it himself. Is it supposed to be that his chocolate pudding is bad or that everyone's like chocolate pudding is like a loser dessert? Like I was oh, I, completely I, confused by this joke. I was under the impression that they would eat chocolate pudding if they could find some good chocolate pudding. <laughs> But he does not make it, so God knows what he's doing to chocolate pudding. I, I don't think it's that complicated. But uh, okay, yeah, and and Art Hindle at his age now, um, he he just naturally radiates crazy. 
he he he's got like kooky old man vibe he's got yeah he's got eccentric old man energy mm. uh e-o-m-e so, so. did you just make that up right now no That's well yes I, I don't know <laughs> i'm sure other people have said that, that there's an acronym for it though oh well i did make up the acronym. yeah okay <laughs> I had, that, I had that presence of mind. <laughs> so, yeah, she checks in there, and then she's like, well, I guess I'll go check out the ranch and, you know, see how that's, see how everything looks there. Um, and I, that's where she meets Alec for the first time, I believe. Well, Alec, but Alec first, first they exchange a snarky look when he's on his motorcycle in town and she's like who rides a motorcycle this time of year that's right when she meets karen her new bff slash lawyer slash real slash realtor yeah yeah Yeah. who is also the token black character in this movie right uh so yeah she meets the lawyer yeah uh and yeah you're right there she's like instantly I, i think ashley williams in general, her characters immediately make friends with everybody. Yes. Um, except, of course, for the love interest. Who, of course. That there always has to be a, an initial... Well, they get off to a rocky start. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think the, the realtor friend, Karen, takes yep. her... To the ranch. To the ranch. Yeah. They've already had... She's already kind of seen Alec pull up on his motorcycle? Well, he was riding a motorcycle in town. It's not a Harley. Like, it's not a real tough guy's motorcycle, but it's no, like it's a just... crotch rocket of some kind. And he's got, like, leathers on. Yeah. It's not quite a crotch rocket. I think it's, like, a less bougie Harley-style mm. bike. Yeah. And I, I forget when we first hear someone talk about him. Like, one of the other townspeople. Whenever they talk about him, mm-hmm. they're always like... Ah, you know, people didn't know what to think about him at first, but he's a good guy. Because <laughs> he's not from there, right? He, like, came there for some reason, so he's an outsider. Right. But he's still okay, I guess. Right. Like, Gus liked him. Right. So that's all you need to oh, know. Oh, I miss that. Yeah. My only note from the, like, first scene of her getting on the farm is... In all, I wrote this in all capital letters, heterosexuals are so weird, what is this? <laughs> I did not write down what was going on when I wrote that note. Okay. But... Weird in regard to what do you think? I think it was like a scene where Zoe and Alec are like interacting in some way. And it's like clear that they're... That there's, like, a lot of sexual tension between them. Is there? <laughs> like, okay, let me rephrase. There's meant it's, to be a lot of sexual tension. It's clear that there is them. scripted sexual tension between them. Sure. But they're, like, trying to do some sort of mundane task. It's mm. just so weird. I should have rewatched it. Also, the quote, it's like a love letter written in trees. In reference to Gus planted a bunch of trees with his oh, late that's wife. right. And it's yeah. like, you know, the, the tree forest, the forest of trees is like an important role in this movie. Yeah. And I feel like the quote, it's like a love letter written in the trees is like so 
it's like supposed to be so romantic and beautiful and there's like a catchphrase quote from this movie yeah it's it's the kind of grand gesture that they love in these movies totally uh, especially if it involves like a guy doing a big physical thing to the land or to a home or yeah yeah they love that yeah. um all right so let's see what notes i had here for uh, alec I referred to him in my notes constantly as Chad because <laughs> he just struck me as a Chad. I called him Chad Brando because of his frankly laughable entrance on that motorcycle as if he was Brando in the wild one. I was like, come on, like nobody, literally nobody in that town full of like hunters and trappers and really rough people probably live up in Alaska. Well, I think you have to have a certain uh, tolerance for, like, yeah. making things work. Yeah, nobody in that town is looking at that guy <laughs> getting off his motorcycle and thinking, what a badass. <laughs> They're thinking, oh, he works at Foot Locker. <laughs> or, or, or something. I don't even know what his job was. He just worked on the ranch, right? He took care of the reindeer, he took, yeah. I guess? I don't know. He... My, correct me if I'm wrong, he lives on the ranch? I assume so. And he takes care, he helped Gus with the ranch. Yes. And Ashley Williams was pretty much depending on him continuing to do so. Yes. Uh, I guess, at least until she had it sold and hopefully in good hands. And that's kind of what they fight about. He's in a snit when he gets to the ranch and sees that she's there and he's like, oh, this city woman is gonna come and dishonor gus by selling it to some jerk from some other jerk from the city yeah um which you know fair enough i guess they you care about something you you, you don't want to see it well he's got go a, badly he's got to care about something right yeah because <laughs> she's like yeah okay how can we how can we solve this problem? I'll, I'll get you involved in the decision-making process for who we sell it to. Mm -hmm. I won't sell it to anybody that you don't think is a good fit. Yep. And then, you know, in return, could you stay and look after these reindeer who... It seems as if it never occurred to her <laughs> that something is going to have to happen to these reindeer until she literally got there. Okay, I have a really important question mm -hmm. that I wrote 15 minutes in. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is a reindeer farm? They have two reindeer. Mm -hmm. What do they do? Why are there reindeer on this farm? Excellent what, question. What per, are they, like, you can have reindeer or animals and not have them, like, work or function but yeah. it seems they like they didn't seem like they were there to be work animals but then like what what did gus do <laughs> like what was the purpose well, of I'm, this reindeer farm i don't know if they ever mentioned this in the movie uh, and i might just me me imagining this because i was high or something but um i feel like in the winter which i guess is probably most of the time up there he may have hitched them up to a sleigh and taken local kids on sleigh rides with them like they were but do you think gus charged people for that he did that out of the kindness of his heart probably at the chris at the at the christmas festival mm -hmm. yeah i don't think he was 
I, I certainly don't think he was making a living off these reindeer somehow. It, hopefully he broke even because he had to feed them, right? Well, she spent all that money buying reindeer pellets at the general store. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. I don't, I don't um, know. At 15 minutes into the movie, I was like, wait a minute. I am just going to buy into this reindeer farm situation. A lot of the reindeer material, <laughs> you don't want to think about it too hard. Yeah. Because there's that scene later on where there's another reindeer that some other guy has on <laughs> his... <laughs> Neighboring reindeer farm. And, they're, and the two, two of the reindeer, they used to be together, I guess, and they visit each other all the time. And I'm like, what is happening? Is the movie actually about these two reindeer? And like, is there another movie that's just from their point of view and the, the actors are just in the background doing shit? I literally, when the reindeer kept showing up at the airport, I literally... The airport. Yeah, the airport. <laughs> I literally, where is this note even... I, I, my, my first question that I wrote down was, is this movie going to be about how the reindeer are Santa's reindeer? And they're at the airport to meet Santa sure. on their practice runs every night. Perfectly logical <laughs> thing to assume. <laughs> Seems like a weird turn for the movie to take, but I was like, I'm open to any possibility here. So this was filmed in North Bay. Yep. There must be somebody around there who just keeps reindeer... At, I mean, at their place and rents them out to these movies because they yeah they use the you see reindeer like real reindeer in Hallmark movies on a pretty regular basis. It is probably the same you three reindeer every you time. See, <laughs> you see them more than other domestic animals. Like you, you don't see cats in, in no. these movies. Cats aren't Christmassy unless there's some specific Christmas reason to have a, a cat or a dog. You see dogs in Hallmark's movies all the time of because course. people are taking their dogs out for a walk, bonding over dogs. It's even on our our uh, bingo cards. Our, on our bingo cards, but yeah, lots of reindeer are really highly rep- not surprisingly they're really highly represented in in Hallmark. Dave's Reindeer Farm in North Bay, Ontario. Yeah, come to Dave's when you need some. <laughs> Maybe that's the the meta job that Gus had. He uh, rented out reindeer to movie sets. To film productions, yeah. In the Hallmark universe. Yeah. Okay, I have another note here. Wow, we're going to be talking about this movie for like three hours. Um, Possibly. She is like making dinner with her two friends. Right. And her, I don't remember either of their names. It's like a woman and a man. And the woman is like talking about Gus's wife's cookie recipe. And she's like, oh my God, I can't wait to look for that cookie recipe. Those cookies were so good. They were so crunchy. Mm. Is that a commonly appealing feature of cookies? Why don't people in this town like desserts that make sense? That is a good question. Because don't they find the recipe eventually and you find out what the secret ingredient was and it, it's bonkers, whatever it's it was. cornflakes. Right. <laughs> That's right. And I remember at the time thinking, again, sitting there high, I was like, oh yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> no. But in the cold light of day, like, I mean, sure, you could put cornflakes in cookies if you want yeah, to. Yeah, sure. But, but like as a secret ingredient that makes something so... For one thing, it's not much of a secret. It's very, You can very easily figure out that those are cornflakes in there. It's very confusing. Yeah, it's a little strange. It's a little strange, too, that 
an entire small town in Alaska is like, oh man, those cookies. If only we could put cornflakes in cookies, we could do this too. Yeah. But anyway, the yeah. people in this town. Weird details. Yeah, very strange details about desserts in this town. It's it's funny. I think that was when they were filling out the the Mad Lib on the on the whiteboard. <laughs> they they knocked off early for lunch and then left. The, those details to some intern that was like, well, I like cornflakes and cookies when I make them. <laughs> Poor intern. Yeah. I do pity the interns <laughs> on these movies. At Hallmark. <laughs> um, I really thought at some point she was going to fly a plane with a reindeer in it. Wouldn't that make sense? And, well... <laughs> w- wouldn't it make sense to interact with the reindeer in any way whatsoever? <laughs> <laughs> Except for, you know, retrieving them from the quote-unquote airport, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which really appears to be someone's backyard <laughs> with, a, with a shed. Yeah, and like a, a, like, and a, fence. a like five-foot chain-link fence. Yeah. Um, I also have a note here when she goes to retrieve the reindeer from the airport is Chuck Santa adding further... Because, you know, he's sort of like a fat man... He's got white hair. I can't remember if he has a beard or not, but he's sort of like the age shape and what like what you would expect from the Santa sort of phenomenon. Sure. And I'm like adding further gas to the fire of this movie is going to turn out to be about Santa and these reindeer. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert, he's not. It's not. There's no magic in this movie whatsoever. The reindeer aren't magic. Santa probably doesn't exist in this movie. Seems unlikely. Christmas might not exist in this movie for... I mean, they do have Christmas set. Oh, okay. So, here's here's a good question for you or anyone else. Okay, I'm ready. Her brilliant plan for the holidays was that she, being a pilot, yep. was going to go up to Alaska, take care of this ranch. She told her parents, oh, I'll be in and out of there a week yep. at, at most. Yep. She gets up there. It's more complicated than she thinks. She's on the phone with her parents. She's like, don't worry. I'll be home in Christmas. I'll be home at Christmas. And at first I was thinking, oh, well, she's a pilot. She'll just, you know, get on. She'll just, she'll get a jump seat or yeah. whatever. And she'll, she'll get there. And then I realized she's talking to her parents. Guess where her parents were? <laughs> Florida. Florida. <laughs> and she's like, okay, so I'm booked on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Not, actually, no, she's not booked. She's flying standby with a pass of some kind Wow! from Alaska to Florida <laughs> on Christmas Eve. And she thinks she's going to get there on time. She's lucky to get there by New Year's. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. So I'm not crazy. No. Not about that anyway. No, that's it, very reasonable. It's a bizarre plan. <laughs> but like and, and I'm sure her parents must have agreed because they were like, obviously that's not gonna work. Let's fly up there ourselves. Yeah. So but she was planning on flying commercial. I guess. She wasn't gonna fly her own plane there. I don't remember the logistics of that at all. Well, she doesn't have her own plane. Oh, right. That's so the point. Couldn't. That's the whole point <laughs> but, of the film, of course. Yeah, yeah, she wants to sell the ranch, buy her own plane, and then she'll, I guess, just fly from Alaska to Florida whenever she wants. <laughs> <laughs> In her two-seater. As you do. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know I have... A, on that the, was bizarre. On a similar note, I have 
under is Chuck Santa, that Christmas guarantee is getting thin. Mm. <laughs> like as it progressed, that that I'll be home by Christmas promise was looking less and less likely. Okay, I've, I have a note here because I was trying to th- I was trying to think earlier what is Alex's job, Chad's job. Uh, he's another douchebag photographer. Oh my god, he's a photographer. Okay, I disagree with you about the use of another because <laughs> I am on Team Josh. He's a sloppy kisser. Sure. And I'm into it. Uh-huh. Um, but oh my god, he's a photographer, of this course. This guy is arguably a bigger douchebag than Josh. He is the worst. He's pretty He's pretty terrible. He is the worst. Um, he's like a walking menswear mannequin is what I put down there. <laughs> He's very stiff. Uh, I love the little bit where they have their first little argument and she convinces him to, to hang on and like help her with the sale. Yeah. And she's she says, what do I have to do? Throw in a toaster to sweeten this thing? <laughs> you like that, eh? I liked it because I'm old. and I, rem- I remember when a bank would throw in a toaster. I was like, oh, that reminds me of the good old days. Wow, is that real? Oh, yeah. Like a toaster yeah. would be... Yeah, instead of whatever they do now, which is give you $200 or something. Or an iPad. Or an iPad, yeah. You would get a toaster. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Something you could really use. That's... I love that. Yeah. It's very practical. Yeah, absolutely. Toasters are very useful. Yeah. Toaster, teapots, whatever they used to give out when you opened a, a daily interest savings account. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a, a just another weird line <laughs> that uh, only somebody who is retirement age would <laughs> fully understand. You're really the key demographic for Hallmark movies. I'm getting Scott. there. I'm getting there. I'm I'm not a you know I'm not a a woman in her late thirties, mm, mm. <laughs> and I'm not a woman in her say, early 60s. Those, yeah. those, I think those are probably the two main mm-hmm, targets. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in my heart, I'm all of those things. Well, yeah. I... The, the reveal... I have so many notes. That he's, you have a lot of notes. Um, the reveal... I don't know where your notes are at, but I'm at the We're reveal the where he has never been in a plane before. Did he say that? Yeah. How the hell did he get to Alaska? <laughs> he drove. Okay. He drove up the PCH. Because I think she asks him On that. the motorcycle? Seriously? Mm, I don't remember that. But he, I think, I'm pretty sure she's like, how did you get up here? And he says, I think that he drove. Wow. So, but this is this is like a huge reveal. Because like, she's a pilot. It's her dream. She, she feels most at home in the sky. Meow, meow, meow. And then he's like, yeah, I've never been in a plane before. Weird. Yeah. And then she has to like emotionally coach him because like obviously they eventually go up in a plane together to like do all her deliveries. Yeah. And she has to like emotionally support him. You know, he's, this is, this is the like moment of vulnerability where we're supposed to be like, oh, but he's a good guy. He has feelings. He's never been in a plane. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) he's scared to, yeah. If you've never been in a plane before and you're like in your mid thirties, it's very reasonable to be afraid of a plane. Oh, sure. Like, that's very reasonable. I feel like many, most, or at least I started flying when I was young enough that it just feels normal. Yeah. Anyway, I just felt like that was the perfect, uh, like, 
opposites attract writing moment. Um, <laughs> do you find, I, I think this is part, partly just Ashley Williams' personality. Do you find her unusually flirtatious for these movies? Like, I, I think it might just be wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> Well, Scott, are you fully in love with Ashley Williams? I, I I do. I mean, I. It would be weird for me to say that I have actual emotional feelings <laughs> yeah, for her. Sure, but I I wish good things for her. You got a little movie star crush? A little bit. Yeah, I, that's, I like that's, her. That's valid. I feel I feel like if if I got to know her in real life, she'd be a, a cool person, a nice person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who knows? But um, I think that her they let her get away with little lines and moments like there's there's a moment where she's like can i drive stick (laughs) and i'm like in any any other most any other actress doing this movie yeah it would just be like it it would just be like (laughs) yeah that line just goes just fall flat but in her you're like are they being a little dirty (laughs) you know how like on uh gilmore girls luke would say something halfway dirty and Lorelai would say ooh dirty yeah <laughs> there were a few moments like that mm. and it and it just it felt like a bit of an extra weight be, waste because Chad was not picking up anything she Ugh. put down Chad is just like mm. he's so bland he can't even seem interesting next to an interesting person exactly you know he like repels interesting exactly just really poor chemistry it's a shame yeah because i mean i think we're supposed to root for the two of them i think we are too but (laughs) i'm like buy your plane and sail the skies lady ditch this guy the i think contributing to his bland um persona is this moment, oh my god, I think I paused the movie at this point because I was like, oh, this is like the crux of the thing I hate about like like pathological heteronormativity, <clears throat> which is like, um, they're talking about his photos and he's like, I prefer to let the f- pictures do the talking. And he, sure. so his mom died when he was really young. Okay. I think dead mom should be on our bingo cards. I think you're probably right. Um, I think it's been in almost every movie we've watched. It's a real motivator. Oh, yeah. It's a real kind of lazy motivator for... Especially when there is a dead mom or a dead wife around the central male figure. It for really sure. makes him look like sympathetic and soft. Well, yeah, that's that's the damaged guy that the heroine has Ugh. to... And so he's like talking about how he like lost his mom and because of that he like didn't get a lot of sort of uh, idyllic stereotypical Christmas experiences. And which which one was it? Was it picking out your own Christmas tree maybe? Um, and she's like she suggests that they do this together and he's like so into it. And I'm like, this could not be a more clear example of like incompetent men not being able to take care of themselves Mm. and like looking to female partners to like fill a mommy void and take care of them. And I'm like, it's weird because he, on one hand they seem to want to 
offer him up as this more or less fully realized guy who's got his own life and interests and everything and yet he is also just hopelessly incompetent at yeah what seems to be pretty ordinary things like it's that's one of those that's the kind of thing where when that happens in these movies i feel like they should have you know beefed up the script mm. a little more because as you as you say the sometimes the motivations and the just the emotional truth of these movies it, i don't expect them to be you know 100 percent emotionally sound but if you and i can sit here and come up with better things to say and do <laughs> just you know having gotten high and watching this and watched this movie and scribbled down some notes if we can do that <laughs> why can't they it's about quantity yeah over um did you find she uh zoe is strangely famous in this shitty little town. Yes! Everyone knows her. Do you think Everyone... it's a shitty little town? I think it's a cute little town. I... I... Sorry, that's my bias. <laughs> Against small I, towns? <laughs> I, I think little towns are shitty. If, okay. if, you live in, if you live in one, I'm sorry. All right. Did you grow up in a little town? I did. I okay. grew up in a shitty little town. All right. Well, uh, Josh and little towns are where Scott and I disagree. <laughs> I love Josh and I love small towns. <laughs> well, I hope the two of you will be very happy together. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Making out sloppy <laughs> in the uh, in Berwick or whatever with Josh. I mean, I have no desire to make out with. Sorry, Josh, Berwick. But... I I don't know why. I would... Berwick has apples on their road signs. It's a very cute place. Sure. Okay, sorry, you were going to ask me something before I called you on that shitty little town comment. Uh, no, I'm just making the observation that everyone seems to know her and love her. Mm. And she hasn't been there, I think, for a long time, but everyone remembers her. And they're like, oh, Zoe, it's been so, it's yeah. been ages. Yeah. Oh, I see that you've met whatever his name is over there. He, I guess he's okay. Gus liked him. Yeah. <laughs> People love her. Like, she's getting hugs left, right, and center from people. Yeah, and I guess that's supposed to just reinforce the... She starts to think, after having been there for a little bit, she's like, well, maybe I should stay and run the ranch. Yeah. I could run my business from here, and maybe I shouldn't sell the ranch, but my plane, oh no. Like, that's kind of... It's kind of funny in retrospect... I think we probably, or at least I, probably care more about her dilemma with the plane Mm. and what's she going to do now that she's gotten there and realized how much she loves that ranch, Mm -hmm. as opposed to she's gotten there and fallen in love with this (laughs) doofus. With Chad? Yeah. She doesn't really seem to be that big of a factor, at least early on. (laughs) They they get through all that, you know, initial meetup and they, they work out what they're going to do. And the realtor friend brings the first couple around to look at the place. Yeah. Yes. And they're terrible, of course. They're terrible. Uh, you know, they're they're just this rich white city slicker couple. Yeah. Named the Ebsons, of all things. Oh, the Ebsons. Yeah, like Buddy Ebsen, the actor. I don't know if okay. that was intentional, but... Okay. 
Um, I have a note to myself here. Is the airport in Aurora also a petting zoo? (laughs) (laughs) Because of the reindeer? (laughs) Could be. I mean, a petting zoo slash airport seems like a terrible uh, hashtag synergy of business. But that is funny. (laughs) I get that vibe from it. The rest of my notes are at about the very end of the movie. I obviously stopped okay, so taking you, notes. So you skipped ahead a little ways? Okay. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we can go off mine a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next thing I have is uh, when they're doing the package delivery. Oh, so yes. So he's gotten over his fear of flying enough to... basically. It's basically their bonding montage. Yeah. And... Um, oh my god, Scott. She's Santa. Sorry. Essentially. <laughs> yeah, in this movie. Um... Yes, bonding montage. So they're bonding, they're delivering various goods to various places all around uh, that area of, of Alaska. They get to one place, and I, I made a note of this just because it struck me as so weird. They get to one place, and the guy's like, oh no, these are all presents, but we have no gift wrap. <laughs> and I'm like, it's time to play your favorite Japanese game show, Gift Wrap Emergency. <laughs> I guess they must have found some. I don't know what they did, but is in the scene. Am I remembering correctly that they're like, no problem, we'll stay and help. Yeah, yeah, they stay and yeah. I guess it wasn't the problem. The problem wasn't so much that they had no gift wrap. They just the presents weren't wrapped already, right. and they didn't have time to wrap. They them didn't up. have time to wrap. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> strange. It, it was just one of those strange, made-up problems that they present in these movies sometimes mm. where it's like, Oh no, we've got to get all the apples in by five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Why? They must've had to add three minutes to the runtime exactly. to make it a tight yeah. 90. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, what do we have? That we can... <laughs> or that guy in the scene was like, well, what if I said this though? <laughs> He's trying to give himself a little more time. Yeah. <laughs> and the AD is like, sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> when they're out, when they're doing those deliveries, one of the things that I don't know if they're getting it out of storage somewhere. I, I again wasn't paying super close attention, but they one of the things they bring back to town is Gus's star. Oh yes, for the Hall- Halloween for the Christmas party festival, festival whatever it is they're going to do. Yeah. That's one of the things they want to make sure they do before the ranch is sold, right? Yeah. They, it's the, the town usually gathers there. And anyway, they get Gus's star, yeah, which basically looks like just a big ball of tinsel. Of well, isn't it like Christmas? Those little LED Christmas lights, yeah, and they're you know more or less roughly shaped into a star. <laughs> it's just it's enormous. <laughs> And I remember, I, I made a note at the time saying that the props department must have been on a bender when they made that. <laughs> when they assembled the Christmas star. There's a few times where, it, watching the movie, where I was like, what was going on with props here? <laughs> anyway. I've seen the Northern Lights before, I write to myself, but never like this. <laughs> oh, that's actually a line. That's a I, quote. I wrote the- down, a, I've seen the Northern Lights before, but... Ellipsis, never like this. <laughs> Aren't you glad you came? Yes, I am. 
Again, could be dirty. Hot. But is not. It's not. Yeah. It's very wholesome. Yeah. Just a lot of... Uh, <laughs> I, d- I do I do make a note here that they, you know, despite the relative kind of deadness of the of the love interest, yeah, there's some pretty good emotional work mm. in in a couple of those moments, especially when it pertains to how much they cared about Gus. Yes, and and again, it gave me that feeling like was there another movie where we <laughs> it's all Gus and, and like how great he was to her. I feel like we... They really make you feel it. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's a credit to them, I think. <laughs> my, my last note on this page is, yes, get Ashley Williams into that red dress. <laughs> because for some reason, she needs to be in a fancy dress for the town Christmas thing at the ranch. Yes. Well, because that's what they're going to have their last kiss in. So she has to look Christmassy. Yeah. So I think... Does she give a shit about Chad at that point, do you think? Um, isn't, isn't her friend with her, the realtor friend, maybe? And she's like, oh, what a beautiful dress. You could, I don't know if she's like, you could wear it for Chad. or, or. Oh, yeah, they're shopping. Or they're like in in town. Yeah. And I, she sees I, it I in like the I feel like the friend gives her a nudge. And she's yeah. like, you should get that. I think she's like, you would look great in that dress. Well, she's right. I mean, she does look great in the dress. But for, but. But for Chad. But for him. Chad doesn't deserve it. No. We, um, we deserved it, yes. Um, it's time for Nicole's Trivia Corner. Oh, please. This movie mm-hmm. is tied for the highest rated original movie premiere in network history. Wow. Yep. It is tied with a movie called Once Upon a Christmas Miracle. That can't be true. It is true. It, it got better ratings than, like, Roots? The original movie premiere. Original movie. Uh, yeah, some, someone's playing semantics there. So, like, but, like... Like, the highest ratings uh, Hallmark ever got? Because I would believe that. I think... I don't know. In network history. So, yes, probably. Must be Hallmark. But, like, like over, like, many millions of people watched this premiere. I believe it. Like, so many millions of people. Yeah. That There's is a lot of people watch these movies at Christmas time. Yeah. Um, also, they keep this really. This irked me a little bit as someone who does a lot of things with uh, plants. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can move full sized trees. They keep talking about mm. how when the second company comes in, it's like this like spa getaway, whatever, and they're like, "We'll just move the trees." Right. I'm like, I don't think you can just move trees that are that well established no yeah not easily not anyway. very easily and probably especially not easily in alaska in the winter in the permafrost or anyway i'm what? just like mm, i don't know about that yeah well, um that's, that's true so then she buys another reindeer or she adopts the other reindeer yeah so they'll be together yes um and i i actually have a, a note about that because there's a scene where the three of them are all together in a little pen. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a really small space to, <laughs> three, to keep three adult reindeer in. It's like smaller than the room we're in right now. Yeah, it was quite small. Yeah. Presumably they spend most of their time outside. And I, I think she was I like, so. they love each other. Like they were all in this very tiny pen because they wanted to be together. You know what? That's the triad we've been looking for. <laughs> That's as, close as, that's as close as we're going to get. 
<laughs> Certainly in this movie. <laughs> I have to say that this movie, I did not find any overt homoerotic tension. I did not feel any, like, queer affection, no closeted love, no gay sexual tension, no opportunity for a triad, anything alternative to what it actually is. No. Did you? It's, like, so straight-laced. Yes, it is very, um... They basically gave my, my, my queer, my desire to find queerness in anything, nothing to work with. Very little. Yeah. Really nothing at all. I could see Otto maybe being a little queer. Oh, sure. And. The, the gruff cook. The pudding guy. Yeah, the pudding guy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they, they didn't give him a whole lot to do. Yeah, you gotta try. Um, So there's, <laughs> my next note is that they had a great budget for jackets in this movie. Because <laughs> there are a lot of them or because they're nice? I just remember there being some really nice jackets. Oh. You know, I gotta say the Christmas festival, I don't know where you are in your notes, but I'm at the Christmas festival. The Christmas festival seems really fun. Mm-hmm. Like I have to say. What's weird about that, and I'll back up just slightly because... We we think at first it might not happen. Yep. Because a, a giant tree falls in the one road, apparently, that leads. <laughs> yep. And even though everyone in Alaska has off-roading vehicles, they can't get around the tree. Yep. So a bunch of half-tons show up and, you know, all everyone being good neighbors, basically. Yeah. They're like, we're going to make this happen because we care, but it's literally the only thing we've got to do up here. Well, they've all got ratchet straps. They might as well help. Exactly. They're going to move the tree. Um, so if a tree falls in the road, you cancel your Christmas festival. Uh, they make Chad become Santa because for some reason, the usual Santa. And, you know, he handles that about as gracefully as you would think. (laughs) Um, the musicians at the party were a little painful. Do you remember those two kind of folky guys that were... Oh, a little bit. Yeah. I just wrote, my only note about that is, do people dance to Christmas carols? These people do. Yeah. I've, I've had, I took real pause um, about that. Like, are, like, is that a thing? I don't know that I've ever danced to a Christmas carol. It's just not what I think about them as being for. Yeah. But I mean, you know, yeah, do you? Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a weird scene. Is it? Yeah, okay. It wasn't just me. No, definitely not. I don't remember the band very well. I just remember that they were dancing and playing Christmas The band carols. is a, a bit generous. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's a small town. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a couple of guys with uh, with acoustic guitars. I, I feel like the other townspeople are like, ah, oh, these guys. Well, I mean, I think if a white guy has an acoustic guitar, there's at least one person rolling their eyes in the room. Odds are good. Usually me. Odds, odds are good. <laughs> um, so, okay, the... As we get into the final, I hesitate to call it climax of the movie. <laughs> no it, one's it, climaxing in this no, movie. It, it, it really just kind of plays out with a whimper. Um, but Alec is going to leave. Chad's going to leave. Yep. Because he thinks that, and and she thinks right up to the, almost the very end, that she is selling the ranch. They found a suitable buyer, yep. they think. Yep. Um, so she suddenly leaves the party 
I think, right? And and runs off to the realtor's office and it's like it's like five minutes before they're supposed to close on the sale of the ranch and she's like you know what psych i'm keeping the ranch oh and her friend do you remember this at all no okay no she she's keeping the ranch okay yeah and i just remember writing at the time like her her new friend who's a realtor yep who was getting a commission off of that sale And the person who wanted to buy the ranch standing right there with her, they must have been thrilled to get that news. But they were. They were, yeah. Because the person... Because everyone loves Zoe, no matter what. And the person who was going to buy the ranch is there and she's like, we understand. Love is the most important thing in the world. Right, yeah. And Zoe's like, love? You mean like for Chad? (laughs) No, no, no. I just... Anyway. But she does love Chad. Oh, it doesn't make any sense. It really I, doesn't. I, yeah, that that part of the movie I just can't believe. Yeah. I, I don't buy that. As 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 great an actor as, as Ashley Williams is. And she tries her best, but... <laughs> can't work miracles. No. It's... Uh, my last note is a quote. I'd say Christmas is coming early. Hmm. And again, thinly veiled, but definitely not a sexual entendre in this movie. No. <laughs> Alec is weirdly turned on by the Northern Lights. <laughs> he's, he's really into it. Really into the Northern his Lights. His goodbye note. Did you see, did you notice his goodbye note on oh. the screen? It looks like it's written by a tank. Yes, I did. So again, I was like. I wrote down, what the fuck props department? <laughs> Are you just trolling this guy? Like, No one likes him. Do you want us to hate him? No one's on board with Alec. Apparently not. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's. I think that's... Apart from uh, a thing about dubious blue screen work, I think that's pretty much the end of my notes as well. Um, Did you... Because it, it, it just ends with them. Like, everything is settled. She... Did she track him down to... He comes back? How does she get him back there? Uh, Who cares? I, yeah, I don't... I, <laughs> I obviously really lost interest towards the end of this movie because I made almost no notes. Yeah. Um, did you like this movie, Scott? Uh, it's okay. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll watch most things that Ashley Williams is in and, and I'll enjoy them... Uh, for that mm. um but yeah it, it's there are there are other movies other christmas movies of hers that i would watch before this one again because yeah. this one is just so weird it's very strange there's not really anyone to root for i don't care about the relation I, at the best of times i don't care about the relationships in yeah. these movies but i'm rooting for the reindeer basically the whole time yeah, and we hardly see them. Yeah, it's true. And at the end, I'm like, God, I hope these reindeer are going to be okay. <laughs> They're just trapped in this tiny space, constantly escaping to <laughs> hoping to get hit by an airplane. The airport. <laughs> well, I guess we know now the reason that one kept sneaking away to the airport was yeah. so it could visit its friend, I guess, that yeah. everyone lives like right by the, the little airstrip. Right by the airport. Yeah. Okay, well, that was Northern Lights of Christmas.
Yeah. Wow. We, we did have a lot to say. Thanks for taking that journey, everyone. Uh, Stay tuned for our next episode about a movie we actually like, which will be five hours long. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, we've got our uh, our little outline here uh, of things that we want to ask in conclusion. Uh, how queer was the movie? Could it have been queer? And if so, how? Uh, it was 0% queer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could have been queerer if, like... I think the reindeer were slightly queer. I'll give them, like, 2 or 3% for their triad. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure. I mean, I guess I just think that I would have been more interested in this movie if Alec was named Alex and was a butch farmhand. Mm. And... Like Alexandra... Sure, sure, I don't care. Yeah. But like, you know, any anything even remotely gayer than Alec. I like to think that Ashley Williams would have been into that too. Me too. Just, just for the change. She seems like she'd roll with the punches, you know? Uh, absolutely. Like I she's think. very straight, but she also seems like someone who'd be like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. She's up for anything. How did we each feel about the movie overall? How does it compare to what we have watched so far? Well, I'm I'm like, I was really into this movie while I was watching it. And now mm. that I've reviewed my notes, I'm like, wow, this movie was a bit hard to watch. Um, well, this this movie is, you know, we've, we've watched one Netflix movie now yeah. and one Hallmark movie now. Yeah. And I think both of them are pretty good exemplars <laughs> of what these movies are like. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, we're... We're almost certainly going to see worse Hallmark movies than this. Wow. Um, I mean, I, I think it I is... I would say this one is kind of, on a scale of 1 to 10 for Hallmark movies, this is like a 5. Okay. Just kind of solid right down the middle. You know way more about Hallmark movies than I do, so well, I... Well, that's my gut reaction. All right. I can't wait. Um, well, I'm excited to hear what other people think of this movie. Yep. Uh, um, please let us know what you thought if you've watched it or if you just listened to this episode and you have opinions. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. See you next time. All right. You've been listening to Season 1, Episode 2 of A Podcast in a Queer Tree by Nicole Marcoux and Scott Marshall. Visit apodcastinaqueertree.com for this episode's links, plus our social media and a link to our Patreon. Don't forget to play bingo along with us when you're watching holiday movies. You can find the cards at hallmarkmoviebingo.com. Our theme music is by two prairie kids in the big city. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow, but whatever you do, we love you. Happy holidays.